What's up, everybody? Ray Dietrich here with America's Keepers, along with my partner, my business partner, my partner in crime, Zach Heilman in the house. What's up, dude? Hey, what's going on, Ray? Hey, everybody. Uh, you know what? Um, I'm having a good time, man. We, we closed out a strong week here at America's Keepers, and now we're going to pass on kind of the goal here is in, in this podcast is just to kind of go over what's going on from the last week. We're going to try to do a, a recap at least on Fridays and kind of just talk about what's up. So um, I'm going to start getting through some of these stories and then uh, we'll just kind of, we'll kind of go from there, bro. Um, Sounds like a plan. So there was a turning point this week, right? Last week and the months before that were all about impeachment. Trump gets acquitted and now he's on the offense and we're seeing things that are making conservatives a little bit more excited, right? Like just to give you a few stories and then we'll get into it. Like the headlines this week on our side at americaskeepersinc.com. Trump's wall gets 3.8 billion in funding for 177 miles. DHS is going after sanctuary cities and we'll get into these. The DOJ is filing lawsuits against New Jersey, California counties in Washington. Uh, Trump's out there uh, talking about a bill or calling for a bill to pass that allows victims of crime um, that resulted from sanctuary city policies. They can sue the, the counties and states and the cities involved. And you've got, you know, other lawmakers, other lawmakers, elected officials fighting back. So it's like a fight back time. Trump's moving forward. You've got DHS going after New York State, like uh, Cuomo, the governor, was met with Trump yesterday in the White House. So, and we'll get into a breaking story too in this this area. But I mean, what do you think about, um, do you think he's on the offensive from here on out now that we're after impeachment? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it definitely seems as if that's the case. It, it seems like once the, uh, you know, the impeachment acquittal went, went through, it's all been offense, offense, offense. I've seen different places saying that, <clears throat> excuse me, it's Trump's worst week, or excuse me, Trump's best week and Democrats' worst week ever. And it seems like we're in week two of that with all of these different things. And it's not really just, just Trump versus Democrat. It's conservative value values versus liberal left socialist type policies. It's not necessarily, you know, the party line. I mean, I, this isn't even in our show notes, but like the whole Romney deal. It's right. not just Republican and Democrat. And this is a call for everyone out there. It's stop thinking in terms of Republican and Democrat. Think in terms of issues. Yes. What issues, what values do you hold? You know, I, I was, I saw somebody arguing today uh, online and I, I saw this. this is the first time I've actually seen it. I've heard it a bunch, but I've seen someone that actually said it. It was their profile picture. Vote blue no matter who. Man, so that, that is, that's the problem. Yeah, red or blue. I don't care which. Exactly. It's not about, you know, my team is better than your team. They want us divided. Yes, yes be divided on, on issues if you have a strong logical argument and you've done your own research and due diligence on a specific topic, such as the illegal immigration or the bail reform that's going on in, in New York or any of any of the topics really don't form an opinion just because someone you follow does, whether they be, you know, a talking head on CNN or MSNBC or, or even on Fox with, you know, there's stuff that Hannity says, I don't disagree with. I follow Bongino. I don't agree with him on everything. I follow Tim pool. Don't agree with him on everything. 
come to your own conclusions, do your own due diligence, do your own research, and verify that whatever subject it is, whatever policy it is, that you think what you actually think. Don't just take it and well, regurgitate I, I, it. I couldn't agree with you more, man. I mean, and here, here's a good example of that. Look, look at the Democrat Party right now. They're literally split in two. There's this progressive socialist wing. You've got what they're calling a moderate wing, but they're just the regular like extreme liberals at this point because there's no center of that party. But mm -hmm. you've got two conflicting ideals within one party. So the whole vote blue no matter who, think about that. So if you're, if you're considering yourself a progressive and a liberal, not a socialist, and Bernie Sanders becomes the, the, the party, the top of the ticket on that party, do you vote blue even though you don't believe in socialism? Like that doesn't make any sense. You need to vote on what's going to make this country better. You know, um, it just happens to be, you know, Trump's just destroying it right now. So I'm not really concerned about any of these candidates, but um, yep. we have become polarized from the top to this, this red and blue bullshit. And, and I don't think that's the way. I think you're correct. People need to start doing it. You'll see it more on, on the conservative side, though, clearly. Like, there's votes in the Senate and the House where Republicans cross the line just on, on ideal and belief. Like, Rand Paul gets killed for that stuff. He does it all the time because he's doing it what he actually believes in. He doesn't care about the party line. I wish we would see more of that on the blue side. Um, you know, it's, it's a mess. But to follow up this, you know, with DHS and everything, you've got them coming in and, and fighting back. They took, like, basically in New York State, part of this bail reform law, and we'll get into that too, they, they took away access to the, the Department of Motor Vehicles records to the feds, to ICE, so they could do investigations, okay? That is not keeping people safe. From a state that had the, the, the trade tower, or the, the, the World Trade Center blown up during 9-11, based upon a lack of sharing information, you would think that they would have learned their lesson. And no, they're doing it again. So. Cuomo met up with Trump last or yesterday in the uh, in in the White House. It looks like they're they're trying to put together a deal where that information flow comes back, but we'll see. Um, but you know, Trump's on the move this week. So one of the things that just came out just prior to us jumping on this podcast is, I mean, this is what it's coming to. You've got these sanctuary cities and states and counties all across the country, all in these blue controlled areas that are refusing to work with ICE. They're they're telling people not to cooperate with ICE. They're not uh, honoring ICE detainers. And these are criminal, illegal aliens. These are not just, they're not sweeping people off the streets in roundups. These are only criminals who are committing crimes that they're not cooperating with. So what's Trump do? He basically takes their, the, the SWAT team from Border Patrol, okay? It's their tactical unit. It, it, it's got a cool name like Borat or whatever it is. Doesn't matter what the name is, but they just released this. They're deploying to 10 sanctuary cities, including, this is like the top 10 of, of Democrat-controlled sanctuary city nonsense, right? You have New York, Chicago, Detroit, Newark, San Francisco, New Orleans, Los Angeles, Atlanta, Houston, and Boston. 100 agents, these are the ones that are gonna go out there. Their goal is to deploy from, from February through May and increase um, illegal criminal detainees up by 35%. So they're gonna go hit the streets. These are the guys that basically what's happened is We've left these ICE guys out to dry. Like I come from a law enforcement background and in these, these cities that they're targeting, the police aren't allowed to cooperate with these guys. Some of them won't even respond to their warrants or anything like that. So that's an officer safety thing. Like these guys do not need to get killed because there's politics involved. 
So for Trump to pull the trigger and send, like this is like a high impact team. They'll be helping with search warrants. They'll be taking down the, the, the worst of the worst. It's a great sign though, that he's not waiting just for something to work itself out with the Dems in these sanctuary cities. I love that he's, he's doing something because you know, it's enough time for talk. Talking is done. Like we need to fix these problems. Border crossings are down like 70%, but we still have all of these illegal criminals that are in our country that we're not dealing with because we don't have cooperation. So what are your thoughts on, on, on this team coming out there? Yeah, on, on the teams coming in and, and we had the border wall up there for a minute and a lot of it is is policy and what went on with Mexico and Mexico doing their part now to help stem the flow of illegal immigrants and don't get anybody get this twisted. It's about illegal immigrants. It's not about immigration. Correct. Two completely different things. But <laughs> the way that I look at this is, you know, if, if it's in the summertime and you're going to, you know, sweep your house out, right? Clean your house, right? You close the front door if the window's blowing, if the wind is blowing before you start sweeping. That's exactly what they're doing. They've got policies that have, have stemmed the flow down 70% and even higher in some locations. Obviously, there's some, some places that still need some work. And, you know, um, now they're doing the sweep. They're cleaning up the inside now that they've shut, shut the flow down. And, and I, Ray, I want to get your perspective on this from you know, knowing some of your military background. I saw someone today talking about, you know, the, because Trump took $3.8 billion from military funding to put it towards the wall. And their argument was the wall doesn't need, you know, it doesn't, isn't effective one. And two is the military needs the money. And my, my response to that, and correct me if I'm wrong here from a tactical standpoint, in that situation, in any tactical situation is not a good wall border anything isn't that where you start on a defense in from a you know physical defense yeah i mean you don't even have a country without a border right you, to 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 consider yourself safe in a military environment or even in a civilian environment not having that wall tactically is a disaster it's it does work, number one. You hear that all the time that it doesn't work or it can be defeated. Number one, it slows things down and they're doing it smart. They're building it in ways where they're funneling. So they're pulling people out, like putting up the wall in high traffic areas, which funnels and concentrates the flow of people into other areas, which they can control better. The wide open spaces without the hills and the trees and all the things where they're hiding. But yes, 100%, it is a military function. The, right. the, the military's function is to defend our country, okay? You First cannot defend our country without a secure border, period. It doesn't right. exist. You don't even have a country. You just have a flow of people. So it is a military function. I have no problem with him using DOD money on that. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that they're doing it because look, they would fight him on. Like, what's funny about this is the wall issue, right? Like, how many Democrats are on video talking and supporting border security prior to Donald Trump? Most of them. Even Obama was. Didn't but they send a bunch like, of money over to Jordan? For Jordan to build a wall? Yes, yes. So, but now it's orange man bad, and the wall's awful, and it's racist, and and they're we're a mess now. Like so, they wouldn't have given the money if he didn't do it. It needed to be done. I'm glad he did it. That's where I'm at on that one. Yeah, agreed, agreed. One of the other things I saw on it too is is kind of funny to me when you follow it through logically, 
is, well, they have tunnels and they'll come under or whatever. And I'm just thinking, I'll, I'll go back to my, you know, close the front door before you sweep out. Yeah. You know, if it's wintertime and you have a broken window, you don't decide and, and go open up all your other windows and doors because one is broken because right. it's cold is coming in from one place. Doesn't Correct. mean you let it in from everywhere else, right? Like, yeah, the logic I, is gone. Yeah, just saying something works still because the wall is here it means nothing. Border crossings are down massively and they, they refuse to admit these things. It's like yeah. they want to just ignore the facts about everything. The, the, uh, the fake news environment just lives on, right? It's crazy, man. Uh, let's switch this up. Um, Last week, and this, this, this goes into putting politics in the policing and these, these talking points and narratives that police are bad, police are racist, and you should resist the police, the criminal justice system is racist, all the things that, that, that a lot of politicians on the left sit around and talk about you know, how horrible and disgusting police officers are. This, this is the kind of result. New York City is a disaster for cops. One of the largest, if not the largest department in the country, they have no backing from their mayor. They have no backing from, from their governor. They're literally had water dousing attacks all, all summer. They're, they're getting AOC out there, you know, getting, getting basically rioting going off in the transit cities or the transit um, areas for the subways. It's a mess. So what happens? Guess what? Last Saturday, NYPD copper sitting in a van parked on a car. Gunman walks up, shoots him in the face, gets away. Cop lives, thank God. 12 hours later, the same guy walks into the 41st precinct with a handgun, starts shooting, shoots a lieutenant in the arm. He, he lives too, runs his gun until it fires dry, puts it down and gives up. Why does he give up? Because he knows the cops are going to follow the law. He knows that the, the cops aren't just going to murder him. If you, if you think that police are, are just out there killing people for killing them, that was the time that they could have and they didn't. So let's keep that in mind. So this guy gets arraigned. Of course, he's, he's, he's been arrested multiple times in the past, all that good stuff. He's, he's in court saying, hey, when I get out of here, I'm going to do it again. That's the mindset of what's happening in New York City and, and with these attacks. Um, it, it's, it's a mess. So another story came out of this. MS-13 member believed to be involved in the threat against the 41st precinct arrested by ICE agents. There, there was real credible information that there was threats against this same precinct. This is the precinct where the shooting happened, where two cops got shot within 12 hours on Saturday. Okay, so guess who's out there? ICE, the evil empire of ICE, who is just the racist, horrible department that they want to race, you know, make it out to. They're out there getting MS-13 gang members actively plotting attacks on, on police precincts. Give me a break. Hey, Ray, I'm not sure if my screen is frozen, but you have the article up on these topics. Oh, there we go. Hang on. I, I should have pulled this up while I was talking. So, I mean... I will do this now, but um, it's a mess out there. And this, this is like a lot, a lot on de Blasio, who's been just, just kind of running after NYPD in, in the actual, in the press all the time. Um, he spars with the police union presidents. It's a disaster. It's, it's NYPD. I feel bad for those guys, but they fight back. They, they've been around a long time. Like they fight back. They have good organization. So I'm hoping that the people of New York will see this for what it is. This bail reform has absolutely destroyed their city. There's numerous, numerous cases of, you know, people going into the door, getting out, committing another crime. You know, there's a guy who, who robbed like five banks who got out on, on no bail, gets out and robs another bank, right? Like there's multiple, multiple examples of this happening. And it's just, it just keeps going, man. Um, this next one, it, it's tied to this. So I believe it was two days 
two to three days after this shooting in New York City where two NYPD cops get shot, okay, two of them. So Bernie Sanders decides, let me back up. He's at a rally in New Hampshire with 7,000 people. And, and he's in the press talking about, you know, 7,000 people. I'm like as big as Donald Trump. Like that, that's what they're trying to put out there. But they forget to mention that there was a free rock concert at his rally in New Hampshire. So this, the Strokes are playing at this, this rock concert in New Hampshire where Bernie Sanders happens to have a rally. And they're up there singing their song, um, which uh, is their, their, their new one called New York City Cops, right? Now, what's the chances that Bernie Sanders is going to have um, the Strokes there talking positively about the police? Probably zero, right? Like Pretty much. It's not going to happen. So guess what the chorus is? And, and, the, and the singer is singing it in the face of a New Hampshire cop who's literally standing on stage protecting the singer at the same time. New York City cops, they ain't too smart. And it's a chorus and he's saying it over and over and over on the hook like two or three different times within the song. This is just days after they tried to assassinate two of them. Does nobody have any, any sense in this campaign? And guess what? Nobody cared. Nobody, no, like there, there was no outcry. The only ones outcrying are, are people like us. It's, yep. it's disgusting to see the left embrace this anti-cop narrative that, that is just, it's just false. And, and, it's, and it instigates these kinds of attacks like you see in New York. Yeah, I couldn't find any news clips when researching this story from you know, the CNNs, the MSNBCs. It just, the story didn't happen. And that's one thing that goes on is you've people live in echo chambers often and you need to be conscious of not living in an echo chamber and look, look for and listen to uh, different sources of people who have different opinions. And what happens is a, a lot of people on the left and it's statistically proven, I don't have the data in front of me, but they live more in an echo chamber if you don't agree with their narrative, they'll completely cut you off and block you and, and all of those things and not even pay attention. And they just have that one focus, narrow view. And I guess it's, I guess it's where the term NPC came from, the non-player character. It just wasn't there. The, the anti-police sentiment is, is ridiculous. Uh, this is a couple weeks ago, like two weeks ago now, was the Super Bowl ads. Yep. You know, they had that one, uh, I don't want, I forget the player, the player's name. Anquan Bolton. Or Bolden. Yeah. Yeah. He's running a great cause. But the story he used to try to bring light to that cause was, and Ray, you're, you're going to know this better, but I believe it was an off, off-duty plainclothes police officer. It was on-duty plainclothes. On-duty plain, plainclothes who shot um, – a motorist on the side of the road, basically. And as it turns out, after the investigation and all this, I think the guy ended up getting charged with manslaughter and, and just doing 25 years. It, it was actually like, I believe a, a second degree murder ish charge uh, did 25 years. He basically contacted somebody who ended up being uh, Anquan Bolton's uh, cousin on the side of the road, never identified himself as a police officer. And the, uh, the subject in the car was armed and he was legally armed is the problem. So he never identifies himself, ends up in a fatal shooting of him, immediately is, is suspended, relieved of duty, arrested, prosecuted, gets 25 years. Now, this is what the NFL chose to, to use as, as their, their chip in the, in the fight against you know, police and this false narrative. 
why not use something that, that was actually not handled correctly? Right. Like, police can't be perfect. They're just people. But when we fuck up, I promise you, the accountability is 10 times more than a regular citizen. It, we get hammered and destroyed by the criminal justice system when we mess up. So if, if you're going to put up an anti-police uh, commercial, if you're going to talk about some kind of controversial shooting, talk about one with some merit. Find, find something out there that went bad, that the, the guy didn't get prosecuted, and then maybe we'll have a discussion. But when, when you use a false narrative like that, don't tell the whole story and just paint it to look good. Like, who are you kidding? That's all they're doing is they're just, they're just making it look good. They're not talking about what really happened. None of it. Yeah, it's, it's all emotional base, not fact-based. And yes, you can be emotional for sure, but be emotional about facts, about what actually happened. And yes, it is a tragedy that the guy was shot and died and all of those things that it absolutely don't take, the, take that as what we're saying, that that's not a bad thing. But in that case, it, the, the system worked. Correct. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, that, it's that case is a, it's a tragic does. event. It shouldn't happen, but he was arrested and put in prison. People, people do bad things. People make mistakes who are cops. Don't, don't use one as an example where the system worked. Like it's right. still a tragedy, but the system worked. It's what everything happened the way it should. So let's move on since we're talking about cops. This is a, a fun story. Uh, retired NYPD cop gets punched in the face for, for wearing a fake MAGA hat. I mean, you walk into the wrong place. I live in California and I don't care, but um, you walk into the wrong place with, with a MAGA hat and prepare to fight, which is insane. It's absolutely insane when you actually break that down and think about what that is. A hat supporting the president of the United States gets you in a fight. So you, you, got a, you have a, a, a retired NYPD cop. He's out in, uh, I want to say Nashville. Yes, Nashville. Yep. He's wearing, the best part is it's not even a MAGA hat, dude. Uh, it's make 50 great again is his hat and some lady blindsides him and, and clubs him in the face you can't you can't even go to the bar with a fake hat that's a joke anymore with a red hat just a red hat <laughs> red hat with lettering you're a racist you're, you're bad you have a hey. gray hat with red red letters that say maga zach you're in big trouble pal yeah i, I i'm not the red hat clan i'm not in the i'm not in cult 45 <laughs> but i support making america great again and who doesn't, by the way? Like, right. why is making America great again so offensive? Like, who does that mean that you don't want to make America great? Like, it's what exactly not, are we talking about? It, that's just a great marketing slogan. 100%. Well, Trump's the ultimate marketer. That's, that's half the reason why I love him so much. Like, the guy, he, he is playing the, that 3D chess and is so many steps ahead of everybody else. It's ridiculous. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. What do we got? What do we got? Next. Oh, this is one of my favorites. <laughs> here's the problem with this one zach we're talking about jesse smollett but I, ever Jesse's since i watched the a. dave chappelle video that's on this page this one right here at americaskeepersinc.com uh every time i watch this video <laughs> dave chappelle's on there talking about juicy smollett and and i can't stop dude i did it on a podcast a couple days ago i called him juicy and I, i'm just i'm just sticking with it so yep if you remember this guy was the one who last year uh, in, in January of 19 <laughs> faked his own attack. Okay. And it's not, it's not even, it's way better than that. If you don't remember, he, he fakes his attack, calls Chicago PD and says that uh, basically two white guys in MAGA hats beat him up, um, tied a, a, a noose around his neck. And it was all because uh, he was black and gay. Right. And that, put, that was the narrative. They put bleach on him too. <laughs> yeah. Put bleach on him. Too. Yes. Bag of country. Bleach, right. 
So, uh, well, it turns out that uh, he's a giant liar, a complete fraud. Uh, this was just to become famous and to get on the anti-Trump train. Um, he hired uh, actually two brothers from Nigeria to play the parts of these, paid them $3,500 each, and then they snitched. So they filed charges. But what happened was one of the worst prosecutors in America, is her, her name is Kim Fox, the Cook County State's Attorney in Illinois, handles Chicago. She is a George Soros-funded, disgusting leftist activist prosecutor. And, and Randy and I have talked to on, about her numerous times on the Thin Blue Line show. So somehow she gets a call after, after they did file charges for this last year. Um, and she gets a call from uh, Michelle Obama for whatever. I'm sure it was just a social call. And then uh, the next day, all the, all the charges got dropped on, on Juicy. And there was no explanation. Nobody knew why. Well, thank goodness a special prosecutor popped up this week with two investigations, one on Juicy and one on Kim Fox. So they're looking into what happened exactly where Kim Fox dropped this, where the, the city and, and the, the, the police department in Chicago were furious. The mayor of Chicago was furious, which is a massive Democrat. Let's be real. So they pissed off everybody with this. So the special prosecutor comes in and guess what? Charges are back. 16 counts of disorderly conduct on Juicy. And uh, he's going to have to go back to court. And my hope is Kim Fox is facing re-election in 33 days or so, I believe. I'm really, really, really hoping that, that the people in Chicago wake up and, and get rid of her because it is not helping anything in Chicago, I promise you. I saw a story today uh, about Kim Fox. Guess who she blamed? Oh, oh, oh it was uh, the, the Trump. It was, she blamed Trump for the Comey-ism of, uh, of the, yeah. the timing of oh, – I got to find it now. Dang it. I don't even have it here. Yeah, I don't, I don't have it up either. <laughs> I don't know where I had it. Yeah, it was some kind of quote where she blamed Donald Trump, essentially. She, she found a way to blame Trump for this happening and questioned the timing uh, of the, uh, the, the special prosecutor because it was all about her and the election. No, you just made a mess of it, and they had to come clean your shit up. That's pretty much what's going on here. Yeah. Ex so. Corruption is getting exposed. And, and you know, it's the, the same big blue-controlled cities that it always is. It's gross. Yeah. Like, you can name – Randy and I, you know, Thin Blue Line Show, Randy Sutton and I, who's also a partner in America's Keepers, we get on and we talk, we take on the, these people injecting politics into policing, you know, every single week. The cities we're dealing with and states, New York, Chicago, LA, San Francisco, and Houston take up about 90% of our time. They're, they're just, they're running amok out there. So let's, I think we got one more here. Yes, we got one more, then we'll call it a wrap. What do we got? Oh, this one makes me happy. Yeah. This one makes me happy. De Blasio, the mayor of New York, who's an absolute scumbag. Okay, I, I'll just put that out there right now. Like, he's anti-police. He fights with the, the cops. He fights with the police union. He's, he's politicized it. He's, he's taken away anything, uh, any sense of respect for, for the cops in New York, from the people. And, and it's just a gross, gross act that he does every day as mayor. Okay, so that, that's my feelings on De Blasio, number one. Um, by the way, he endorsed Bernie Sanders a few minutes ago, which I find hilarious. But anyways, rolling it back to this, bail reform, and we'll do another whole segment on bail reform, but New York State came out with bail reform where basically, unless you're, you have caused violence to somebody, you're not staying in jail. But you're not getting bail, you're getting out. Um, crime is skyrocketing, okay? Burglaries are up 67% since this occurred, to give you an idea of how disgusting New York has become. Because 
nobody stays in jail. They know when they get arrested, they're like, huh, I didn't hurt anybody. They're out the door as soon as they're processed. You cannot police like that. When there's no, there's no recourse, there's no way to keep them in, off the street and cool them out, you can't police. So this guy's been, been sticking up for this the entire time. But now you can see that he's getting nervous because Cuomo is going to take the hit because it's a state bill. It's not a city thing. So de Blasio, you can already see him running for the exit. And, and here comes the quotes. You know, either we forgot how to police New York City because he had to get in a jab, right, because he can't stand it, or there's a correlation. He's talking about New York City crime spike is linked to bail reform. And he gets into it more. Um, the way he sells it, like, is so gross. Like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's so wishy-washy. You know, he's, he's talking about, like, how – you know, it could be statistical variations, but, you know, Albany, they tried to do it for the right reasons. And, you know, it, it's generations of unfairness and people languishing in jail because they couldn't afford $500 bail. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, dude. It's nice to see him eat a little, a, a, a little bit of dirt on this thing. Um, but the problem is now you have like passing the buck and who's to blame. And that's what these politicians are doing rather than fixing a problem that's getting people hurt and killed. Cover a story in our podcast last week. Um, MS-13 basically killed a witness because of a part of this bill where you have to, to give pretrial information to the defense and give victim and witness contact info. Guess what? They killed him. Every prosecutor in the city was against this part of the bill. They've already gotten people killed. They had a, a guy who came in and, and committed a crime where he should have been kept under the old laws, gets out, kills, kills a 92-year-old woman after he rapes her. They've got problems. The problem now is one of these politicians needs to step up, take responsibility, and, and fix this thing rather than just passing the buck. Wasn't there another one with the – they released some suspects on like a $7 million fentanyl? Oh, yeah. The, the, or something? Every day there was, there was $7 million fentanyl bust. They, they, they released them with no bail. There's people who have been attacking people in the, in the Jewish community – two and three times released with no bail. I've, I've, I've seen cases where uh, there, there was a homeless guy who, who had a habit of punching women in the face on the subway for no reason, um, keeps getting out with no bail, done it numerous times. It's a disaster. The, the thing about bail reform is it's just pandering for votes. It's something that sounds good. Let me be brutally honest with you. Bail is not what keeps people in, in, in jail who are bad, right? Like they, they have this thing that they want to paint on you that, or paint the picture of only poor people are in jail because they can't afford to, to, to bail out. All the rich people that commit crimes, they, they, they can pay that bail and, and that's unfair. Okay, cool. That's, that sounds great. Like that, if you just listen to that, you're like, Hey, that sounds like a good idea until you actually dig into the numbers and uh, you know, 20 years in policing. I can't remember how many rich people I arrested for bank robbery or shooting someone or slinging dope or, or anything like that. That's just not the, that's just not the case. It's just something that sounds good. They're doing these crazy no bail policies. You got San Francisco out there, you know, basically not filing any more misdemeanors, uh, working on bail reform. It's, it's a way to get votes from people who would be doing crime. It's, it's like the same thing as California allowing felons to be on juries. You know, how can, how can I pander for more votes today, Zach? That, that's, that's the new parties out there. Yeah, I mean, what seems to be the difference amongst the parties right now is the left cares about the American voter and the right cares about the American people. Yes. It's, and if you look at, if you look, dig into the numbers and look at what's going on across, I mean, it's the economy, stupid. If you look, look at that across the board 
every pretty much everyone is doing better and the bottom half is doing better than the top half uh, percentage wise you know so i i agree it is about getting a voter rather than the people like that that's 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 a perfect way to put it I, yeah, well, that's I feel I like the, the left will do anything and say anything to get people to vote for them. And I feel like we'll, we'll die on our principles, you know, over on the right before uh, we pander for a vote. Like we're not going to change our beliefs to get votes. We'd rather lose. And that's, that's the real difference fundamentally that, that I've always seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, even more so today, now that we have a party that's fighting back and I'm not a party guy, I'm just saying the right under Trump, like he's fighting back. He's just not taking it. Like we have been in, in the past for years and years and years. So yeah, um, that's the draw of Trump. People think right? they have someone on, on their side. People want to fight back. They're sick of just sitting back and, and watching, you know, everything you wrote that we love. And they're, right. they're sick of giving up freedoms and rights and people trying to take them from us. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen right. anymore. So that's all we got, dude. That's the recap for the week. Um, so basically, americaskeepers.com, americaskeepersinc.com. You can come in. You can come in and check out our social. There's a lot more to it. If you come in here about us, and get on our social media, you're going to get connected into our network. It's, it's growing fast. I think we're almost 2 million followers on, on these pages. Whether you're into police, fire, politics, whatever you have, we, we've got a community for you. So hop in there. Let's get connected on social. Make sure you get your news from us because we, we, won't, we won't treat you wrong. And uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks, Zach, for, for hopping on, man. You got it. See you guys next week. All right. See you guys.